In his second letter to Timothy, the Apostle Paul writes these words, I charge you in the presence of God and of Christ Jesus, who is to judge the living and the dead, and by his appearing and by his kingdom, preach the word. Be urgent, in season and out of season. Convince, rebuke, and exhort. Be unfailing in patience and in teaching. This is In Season and Out of Season, a Bible teaching ministry with Father Tom DiLorenzo. Good day, it's Father Tom, and I'm glad to be with you today. I heard good news. There are priests on the North Shore have discovered the Holy Spirit. Thank you, Jesus. Isn't that wonderful? Isn't that wonderful? Priests on the North Shore praying for healing, and healing comes about. Isn't that wonderful? That's wonderful. We've been doing this since 1968. We've believed in the Holy Spirit, and he's so wonderful. I would not have this broadcast without the gift of the Holy Spirit. He is wonderful, so wonderful, and how the church is in need of an outpouring of the Spirit, how I am in need of a greater outpouring of the Holy Spirit. Not only the church, but me, I need it. So pray for me that I receive a greater outpouring of the Holy Spirit. I'm reading from Acts, the 13th chapter. Now, in the church at Antioch, Antioch is the place where they are first called Christians. I went on an Antioch retreat and was converted in 1968. Antioch is like a Crisio, but it was for college kids. I had just finished college, and God sent his Holy Spirit to me, and I've never been the same since. So now in the church at Antioch, there were prophets and teachers. They didn't only have priests, but they were prophets and teachers. As I said yesterday, we are in need of the prophetic people, not only prophesying to the assembly, but prophesying to the earth. I told you that we need to make shouts of joy with the truth is in the United States. The truth is for the United States. Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. We need to declare the truth is for the United States. The truth is for the United States. Because he, the Lord Jesus, is the way, the truth, and the life. Do you know that today? There is no other way to God but through the Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. There is no other way to God but through the Lord Jesus Christ. There is no experience of sacrificial life without the Holy Spirit. How we need the Holy Spirit. How we need Jesus, the truth the way, and the life. There's no other way to the Father but through Jesus. People say that's not fair. It has nothing to do with fair. It has to do with truth. If God were fair, we'd all go to hell. If God were fair, because the wages of sin is death. I thank God that he's not fair. I thank God that he gives us grace, G-R-A-C-E, so that we will not go to hell. 
I thank God for that. Now in the church at Antioch, there were prophets and teachers, Barnabas, Simeon, who was called Niger, Lucius of Cyrene, Manaman, a member of the court of Herod, the ruler. We have a Christian in the court of Herod, the ruler. Do you see what preaching does? A Christian in the court of Herod, the ruler. That's a wonderful thing. And Saul, while they were worshiping the Lord, hallelujah, we worship you, Lord, we praise you, we bless you, we adore you, we glorify you, we give you thanks for your great glory, praise you, Lord, wonderful Jesus, there's no one like you, Lord, there's no one like you, Lord, there's no one like you, Lord, as they were worshiping the Lord and fasting, the Holy Spirit said, set apart for me Barnabas and Saul. See, the Holy Spirit directs the church. Not meetings, but the Holy Spirit directs the church. This is important to know. Set apart for me Barnabas and Saul for the work to which I have called them. What kind of work? The work of evangelization to bring the gospel to the Jew first and then to the Gentile. Then after fasting and praying, they laid their hands on them and sent them off. How we need to do that, how we need to lay our hands on people and send them off, because they're not going off alone. How many times have I prayed with people saying, as they go to a new place, open the door for kind people to meet them, Open the door for kind people to meet them. When I went to Winthrop, I tell you, there was a woman who went about the neighborhood saying, this priest is going to destroy the parish. That was what she said. And so many people believe that. I pray for people to greet people and that they would welcome people. Now, Father Joseph is leaving in July 1st, and I'm praying with him that the people he goes to will accept him like Jesus. It's so important. It's so important. It's so important. So they laid hands on them and sent them off. How we need to lay hands upon people. How we need to lay hands upon people. Acts 16:11. We set sail for Troas and took a straight course to Samothrace the following day to Neapolis, from there to Philippi, which is a leading city of the district of Macedonia. That's Philippi. Macedonia has to do with Philippi. And the Roman colony. We remained in the city for some days, on the Sabbath day, that's Sunday, we went outside the gate of the river where we were supposed there was a place of prayer, and we sat down and spoke to the women who had gathered there. A certain woman named Lydia, a worshiper of God, 
was listening to us. She was in the city of Thyatira, and she was a dealer of purple cloth. And if you look up Thyatira, you find that they are rich in purple goods. The Lord opened her heart. How did he open her heart? Through the preaching of Paul. Faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. Through the preaching of Paul, faith came to her heart. Do you know that today? That faith came to Lydia's heart, and she was ready to accept the Lord Jesus. The Lord opened her heart to listen eagerly to what was said by Paul. When she with her household were baptized, that's the whole household, including children, she urged us saying, if you have judged me to be faithful, this is a woman, she's going to catch St. Paul. Not very many people catch St. Paul, but Lydia is going to catch St. Paul. If you have judged me to be faithful to the Lord, come and stay at my home. And she prevailed upon us. Not many people prevailed upon Paul, but Lydia did. Why does she want more of Paul's preaching. She wants to hear more about Jesus Christ. Come to my house, and she prevailed upon us. I hope I prevail upon you to listen every day at 11.30 or 9 o'clock in the evening or 6 o'clock in the morning. I'm on every day by the grace of God. Let's continue. 16 Acts, verse 16. One day as they were going to the place of prayer, you see, they go to the place of prayer. Why? Because there's no synagogue near. We met a slave girl who had a spirit of divination and brought her owners a great deal of money by fortune telling. She was Madame Fufu. She was Madame Fufu. She had a gift and the gift was from hell. I tell people, they say, we were only kidding when we went to Madame Fufu. I said, well, you might be kidding when you open the door of a lion and say, I'm kidding, but you're going to be dinner for the lion. You see, Madame Fufu was the fortune teller. While she followed Paul and us, she would cry out, these men are slaves of the Most High God who proclaim to you a way of salvation, not a way, the way of salvation, through Jesus Christ, through Jesus Christ. Do you know that today? She kept doing this for many days, but Paul, very much annoyed, turned and said to the Spirit, I order you in the name of Jesus Christ to come out of her. And it came out that very hour, I'm thinking of the new king, that he might have a spirit of divination. That's why we are proclaiming truth in Jesus' name in the United States and in the world. He might have, I don't know if it's for sure, he might have a spirit of divination. divination. But when her owners saw that their hope of making money was gone, 
they seized Paul and Silas and dragged them into the marketplace before the authorities. When they had brought them before the magistrates, they said, these men are disturbing our citizens and they are Jews and they are advocate of customs that are not lawful for us as Romans to adopt or observe. The crowd joined in and on attacking them, attacking them, Paul and Silas. And the magistrates had them stripped of their clothing and ordered them to be beaten with rods, persecution. Jesus promised persecution to those who follow Jesus. I tell you, God put me in winter for 25 years. It was his will, thanks be to God. God put me at St. John the Baptist in Quincy. I've been here three years. It's God's will, thanks be to God. After they had given them a severe flogging, they threw them in prison. So now Silas and Paul are in prison and ordered the jailer to keep them securely. Following these instructions, he had them in the innermost cell and fastened their feet in the stocks. So they're bound by chains. They're in jail. How are they going to react? Poor me, I was only preaching the word of God. Poor me. No, that's not how they reacted. About midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God. That's how they responded to persecution. They singing hymns to God, preaching the word of God, praying. And the prisoners were listening to them. I remember when I went to jail for the, for the life and I was leading the people in song that all the prisoners would hear about Jesus. And I began to preach because I couldn't see them, but there were other prisoners in jail. This is what you've got to do. You don't say, oh, poor me, poor me, nothing. This is a promise of Jesus. You will be persecuted. Suddenly there was an earthquake so violent that the foundations of the prison were shaken. And immediately all the doors were opened and everyone's chains were unfastened. When the jailer woke up and saw the prison doors wide open, he drew his sword and was about to kill himself. Since he supposed that the prisoners had escaped, but Paul shouted in a loud voice, do not harm yourself, for we are all here. The jailer called for lights, and rushing in, he fell down, trembling before Paul and Silas. Then he brought them outside and said, Sirs, what must I do to be saved? They knew, the jailer knew they had to do something to be saved. Paul and Silas answered, Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, and you will be saved, you and your household. They then spoke the word of the Lord to him that same hour of the night. He took them and washed their wounds. 
Then he and his family, entire family, were baptized without delay. That's including the children. He brought them up into the house and set food before them. He and his entire household rejoiced that he had become a believer to God, in God. How did they respond to persecution? They prayed and they sang hymns to the Lord Jesus Christ. These are the early apostles. You know, we, you and I, have been raised on bonbons. We've been given everything. How will we react to persecution? Will we be singing songs? Will we be praying? Will we be preaching to the other people in jail, if we're in jail? When morning came, the magistrate sent the police saying, let those men go. And the jailer reported the message to Paul saying, the magistrate sent word to let you go. Therefore come out now and go in peace. But Paul replied, they have beaten us in public under condemnation. Men who are Roman citizens. Paul was a Roman citizen. He was born a Roman citizen. And he said, they had no right to do this. I'm going to take my cause to Caesar. Oh, yes. Paul is, Paul is, is wonderful. He says, you had no right to hurt a Roman citizen, to flog a Roman citizen. And now, are they going to discharge us in secret? Certainly not. Let them come and take us out themselves. The police reported these words to the magistrates, and they were afraid when they heard that they were Roman citizens. So they came and apologized to them, and they took them out and asked them to leave the city. After leaving the prison, they went to Lydia's home, the one who prevailed against Paul. And when they had seen and encouraged the brothers and sisters, they then departed. Can you see the power of God working through persecution? Can you see the power of God working in Paul and Silas? Let's continue. Chapter 17. After Paul and Silas had passed through Amphilius and Apollonia, they came to Thessalonica, where there was a synagogue of Jews, and Paul went in, as was his custom. And on three Sabbath days, he argued with the Jewish people from the Scriptures. Remember, Paul always goes to the synagogue first. Why? Because salvation is to the Jew first, and then to the Gentile. And Paul went in as was his custom, and on three Sabbath days argued with them from the Scriptures, explaining and proving that it was necessary for the Messiah to suffer and to rise from the dead, saying, This is the Messiah, Jesus, whom I am proclaiming to you. Some of them were persuaded and joined Paul and Silas, as did a great number of devout Greeks, and not a few of them of leading women, but the Jews became jealous, and with the help of some ruffians in the marketplaces, 
They formed a mob and set the city in an uproar. While they were searching for Paul and Silas to bring them out to the assembly, they attacked Jason's house. When they could not find them, they dragged Jason and some believers before the city authorities, shouting, these people are turning the world upside down. I tell you, thanks be to God. We need to turn the world upside down with the message of salvation. The world as we know it is an evil place. The world is saying you can become a boy or a girl if you think you're the opposite. We can marry people of the same sex. We need to turn the world upside down like Paul did, like Silas did. These men have been turning the world upside down. They have come here also, and Jason has entertained them as guests. They all acting contrary to decrees of the emperor, saying that there is another king named Jesus. Ha ha, king of kings and lord of lords. Oh yes, king of kings and lord of lords. When they put a crown of thorns on his head, they did it on a king, the king of heaven and the king of earth, king of kings and lord of lords. The people and the city officials were disturbed when they heard this, and after they had taken bail from Jason and the others, they let them go. Do you see that people being persecuted for the name of Jesus? Do you see that people need to be taught and to have a prophecy, have a a prophet in the community? Do you see that God makes room for all these things, but we have to be open to them? I told you at the beginning, there are some priests in the North Shore who have discovered the Holy Spirit. How wonderful, how awesome, how glorious. And they are praying for healing. And they said, we see people being healed before our eyes. What did Jesus say? They shall lay hands upon the sick and they shall be healed. You see, this message of Pentecost has been forgotten. We, we celebrate the day of Pentecost and then we forget it. Pentecost was the time when the Jews celebrate the giving of the law. But for us, it's the giving of the Holy Spirit who changed the lives of thousands of people on the day of Pentecost. And he still does change the lives of thousands of people. I thank you for these priests that have discovered the wonderful Holy Spirit. I thank you, God. I need more of your Holy Spirit. I need more of your Spirit so that I can proclaim with zeal the gospel of Jesus Christ. The angel of the Lord declared unto Mary, and she conceived of the Holy Spirit. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, 
Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with you. Blessed are you among women, and blessed is the fruit of your womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Behold the handmaid of the Lord. Let it be done unto me according to your word. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with you. Blessed are you among women. Blessed is the fruit of your womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. And the Word became flesh in the womb of the Virgin Mary, and he dwelt among us. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with you. Blessed are you among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. You know, Lydia prevailed upon Paul and got, her, got him into her house. We can prevail upon the Lord by praying. Oh, he is moved by your praying and my praying. Don't stop praying. Continue in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. God bless you. This has been In Season and Out of Season with Father Tom DiLorenzo. A tape of this week's series of messages is available to you with a donation when you write to this new address, Father Tom DiLorenzo, P.O. Box 602, East Boston, Mass., 02128. Please make a note of it. And remember that this ministry is supported only by the donations of listeners, so please help as the Lord leads you. That new address again is Father Tom DiLorenzo, P.O. Box 602, East Boston, Mass., 02128. And be sure to listen again next time for In Season and Out of Season. Oh.